friends. It's Trevor, it's Avery, it's Pat, it's the Citywide Special. The Phillies start off the season with a 4-6 and six record, and the injury bug strikes again with Derek Hall suffering a torn ligament of the thumb. Reinforcements are on the way, however, as Bryce Harper inches towards a return. Andrew Painter and Ranger Suarez have also begun throwing. The Sixers embark on their everlasting quest to get past the second round of the NBA playoffs. They begin their opening series against the Nets on Saturday. Joel Embiid solidifies his grip on the MVP race with odds firmly in his favor and confirmed first-place votes from the media starting to trickle in. And the NFL draft quickly approaches. In just over two weeks, we will finally know how the Eagles plan to use their 10th overall pick. Does Howie Roseman stick with his usual MO, or will there be surprises? All that and more coming up right now. How's it going, fellas? Can't complain. It feels good to be back. Had a little week hiatus here, but it was kind of nice. You know, spring break was upon us, so that was kind of like a little spring break. You know, had a little time away. Whether you did Easter or did whatever you did, it was nice to kind of see some family, see some friends, recuperate. Now we're back. Yeah, I think uh, to, to your point, man, spring break. I was down on a beach in Florida somewhere, topless, like I was a twenty-year-old college girl. It's like, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm just playing. Say, did you go to beach? I don't remember. <laughs> I'm just playing. Uh, yeah, yeah, things are good though. It was nice to have the week off. Got to uh, enjoy the the famous hoagie room, if you will. Um, Hell yeah! Got to spend some Easter time with the family. My mom's birthday also took place, so got to spend some time with her. Now back and ready to talk sports and general bullshit with the boys. Life's good. Oh, yeah. So, um, Phillies have been an interesting start. I feel like we've kind of, uh, you know, the season's been, it, we're, we're about two weeks in. And I feel like we've already gotten the, like, the full spectrum of the Phillies experience. Like, they start off with uh, a really awful blown lead. I think, what was it, like, we were up, like, seven or nine <laughs> nine runs or something like that and blew yeah, the game. Five nothing lead five, after, yeah, like, it was three five innings. Nothing, and then, yeah, ended up losing that one pretty bad. Uh, then recently we had, uh, you know, uh, come from behind, uh, win in the ninth inning, followed immediately by a blown save loss, then came back, uh, we scored 13 run or 13, 15 runs or whatever last night. So pretty much you got the, uh, you know, the good, the bad and the ugly right there. I'm okay with it though. I mean, you get to see, like you said, you get it all out of the way now. The, the home opener was, or the season opener, or whatever opening day was brutal to watch. I mean, yeah. you got DeGrom, who has only, I think, had four or five opening day starts, had a zero ERA. So the fact that we were able to go up there and like, wow, you got to see everybody hit school runs. I'm like, okay, this is what the team we're expecting to be. Good firepower offense. Take DeGrom out, and then you get smoked. Oh. But, you know, then they go on that little losing streak and get a little slump in them and all that. But it's good to have them back. I'm glad that Citizens Bank kind of gave them that energy back, you know, they get to drop the banners and all that shit. A little bit of life brought back into the team. Yeah, it's so funny, man, like the uh, the the season opener against the Rangers. I worked during it, and, uh, you know, I thought it was going to be a competitive game, low-scoring game. I worked until about the sixth or seventh inning, got done work, turned the game on, and the score was forget what it was at this point it might have been like 10-7 or some mm-hmm. shit i'm just like damn how is it this high scoring of a game when nola and Degrom pitched and then thoughts started to creep in we kind of talked about it in a previous episode nola being in a contract year and i'm thinking man i really hope he doesn't mail it in and uh just kind of tank the season because he's just kind of distraught over this contract stuff since then he's been pretty effective i think he's pitching as we speak i don't know how this game is going but uh, he looks solid against the Yankees, and it's uh, not going well actually. Oh, tonight's not going <laughs> yeah. well. Maybe well, he's back to to being disgruntled and not enjoying his contract situation. But I think also I think the after after the first couple of series, it was easy to kind of feel as though, yeah, this is going to be a long season. This team's done. But they came home and they've sort of righted the ship, and I'm looking forward to seeing how things progress as the season continues. It's kind of funny seeing that all the money they've put into the bats to be the firepower. It's kind of not. It's been the unsung heroes on the you know tail end of the lineup that have really been coming through with these you know bottom of the inning hits. You know two outs already, man on, not leaving guys on base. But then you get to Trey Turner and Schwarber, and you're hoping for like, oh man, we got two guys on and Turner's up. 
boom, strikes out. Or you got two guys on and Schwarber's up. You're like, this is the moment, and he doesn't do it. But then you got guys like Cave, even Marsh coming out here. Oh, Wet Brandon? Yeah. Wet Brandon's the man. Come on now, yeah. but He's I'm just saying. He's having a great season so far. I'm just saying, and it feels good, too, to see uh, Castellanos come out here and actually swing with conviction. I feel like last year, and even the beginning of the series that they had against the Rangers and the Yankees, I don't know, something about that one-handed at the end where he just looks like he just doesn't care if he hits the ball or not. And I feel like after we played the Reds, his former team, he's like, fuck this, like, you, you let me go, like, I, I can still play. And now he's hitting the ball like crazy. He's hey. a great, he's a yeah. RBI he's like double. That's seven his Seven doubles already, I think mm-hmm. it is. Who he's called like, it? Mm-hmm. Who called it? I called it. I, was, mm-hmm. I said he was going to bounce back, even going back to the World Series. And it's a long <laughs> season. We're 10 games in. That's... Six percent of the season, so I'm not I'm not asking for flowers yet, but uh, I do think it's encouraging to see that Castellanos has has been better. I wonder if the DH is going to serve him a little bit better. I don't know. I like that they are kind of playing around with who's in that position so far to see how that shakes out. Yeah, I mean, you assume Harper will be there for a decent bit of time when he comes back, but um, you know he'll be back in the field eventually. You think so? Like this year, I, th- I I don't think it'll be this year. Really, I I just have a feeling it won't be. I mean, I guess if they don't need to, I don't know. I mean, he was fine just DHing last year, I guess. Yeah, but, I I almost feel I feel as though they'll take it easy on his arm this year, and they don't really want him to throw. I know that infielders have come back from Tommy John. Outfield's a different story. I feel like it's a longer throw. Need to get a little more velo on it more often than not. I would be kind of surprised if Harper plays the outfield this year. I think it's a fair enough point. I mean, I guess that's why they're kind of doing the little shuffle around right now in right field to just kind of see who. I mean, Cave played great. I mean, the guy, goofy looking guy, but he, how he, old is he? He's not young. I think he's got so much gray in his beard. I thought he was a prospect. Oh uh, yeah. no, he's been around the block a few times. Okay. He's like kind of like a journeyman mm-hmm. type of dude. He got the ball rolling though last night. Had that solo shot home run. Mm-hmm. People had to look up and be like, who the hell is this guy? He I almost mean, had another one. I know. Dude, every wall. time every time he comes up, I'm like just thinking like Nick Cave. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, Nick Cave yeah. and the Bad Seeds. Yeah. I'm going to like just call him that every fucking time he goes up. But this seemed exciting. Bomb. Oh, he's you know, killing looking yeah. fantastic. I mean, that guy. I mean, yeah, and Jake Cave's 30. So, yeah. Oh, he's not. I thought he was older than that. Yeah. Damn, he's got a little his, bit of gray in there. mad gray in his beard yeah. for 30. He must have seen some shit. Yeah. <laughs> All those years My man's probably got teams. like five kids. <laughs> yeah, he's been on the twins up until now, so. Yeah. Yeah, I guess if I was forced to live in Minnesota, <laughs> probably wouldn't have a whole lot to do with my, gro- my beard micro gray out of boredom. 100%. But it feels good. Last night at the game, it was great. You know, they had all those runs. The, the vibe in the stadium was good. The TV screen, though, I will say, in person, doesn't really look that much bigger. It's underwhelming. Yeah, I'll tell you what, oh. because all they do, they have the ads are just bigger on there. So, oh, like, you know, course. they fill up the screen, they show the player stack cards, and then they just show the player the whole time. They don't show, like, a review, any kind of major hit, any kind of, like, strikeout. I want to see the replay. You got this big ass TV, the, like, third biggest TV in baseball. You're not going to give us a little slow mo replay to see that strikeout? That's what I thought the, the new screen would have been for. I'm kind of just showing the player cards. I'm like, all right. But it looks nice, I guess. It's big. It is big. Right. <laughs> yeah. The, oh, the other thing I wanted to bring up was the, uh, I thought it was hilarious. Like, I mean, good for the team for, uh, they, you know, gave them a nice little, like, ceremony for, Raising the banner and stuff, but the the National League uh, rings were oh, a man. little a little ridiculous. Yeah, I thought that like, shit was cool. I no, I, I didn't even know that they had rings for uh, like pennants like that. I mean, I guess they do, but like, do you just make it like a kind of a normal looking ring? Like, don't <laughs> yeah, you didn't like, win the World Series, I right? Know. I mean, there were there. I mean, it was so funny when they were going over it, and it was like, yeah, there's uh, uh I don't know. Right, like, how many emeralds yeah, are in it? There's like there's the number, of, like the number of sapphires, yeah. like represent how many hits they got the through the NLCS yeah. or whatever, and all this other shit. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> like, it was big when that when they had yeah, put their huge. hands up. I was like, okay, yeah, they didn't win. Those anything definitely yet. right. Those, those yeah, those are definitely uh, crazier looking than whatever the 2008 uh, World Series ring. I have to believe. Yeah, definitely. 
I don't remember what those rings looked like, but yeah. I, I'm pretty sure. I was definitely, yeah, I was definitely like uh, feeling very like boomerish. Like this, these are participation trophies. I also just, don't want our players getting participation trophies. Also, I felt bad too, like when they were putting the banner up, like. Damn, this shit was like some Iwo Jima shit. Like, you got banged up uh, Reese Hoskins with the brace on and the crutch <laughs> yeah. in his hand. You got Harper <laughs> looking all banged up. I'm like, yeah. do they have to put the flag up? Like, can't you just let, like, Middleton or someone else do it? Like, this <laughs> so, shit looks some guy, so weak. So some guy's going to come up with a little trumpet doing <laughs> yeah. the taps. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I was like, damn, someone get my man a wheelchair or a stool over here. Like, it was so yeah, bad. Was re- wheel out, they, like, they like wheel out real Reese Hoskins in a, in a wheelchair <laughs> yeah. with a blanket looking like FDR. I was like, this is so fucking depressing. Hoskins is like, yay. I'm like, damn, man. Don't hurt yourself again. Like, Just relax. Yeah, I get the symbolism, but the dude can't really walk <laughs> no. right now. Come on, man. Then he's going to go hobble his ass back to the dugout? Yeah, jeez. Come on. Yeah, the whole thing was pretty funny. But uh, yeah, excited to have the fills back. It is. Uh, it's certainly starting to feel warm out. Starting to feel like baseball weather. Mm-hmm. Excited to get down to uh, the the lot and tailgate a little bit. Um, first first dollar dog night is tonight. The first one I'm attending is uh, April 25th. So got to get the uh, the old diet ready, ready to eat. I don't know if I'll be able to do eight to ten hot dogs these days. Getting a little older. But at least uh, yeah, get four to my, six uh, on the mantle. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good range. I think my my, uh, my competitive dollar dog night days are behind me. I think plus the time is I don't, against I don't have anything you. to prove to anybody. Yeah, I'm you, gotta, on. you gotta eat that shit fast yeah, now. True. You can't be taking your time. That, you know, that's a good point. <laughs> a dollar a dog and ending is gonna be yeah. An uphill we were battle. just talking about how the um, the league is starting to uh, make it so you can buy beers through the eighth inning now because nice. of the shortened games, which makes sense. And the teams obviously don't want to lose that money, so yeah. Keep buying beers after the seventh <laughs> stretch. Yeah. There's something. What do you? What? Uh, we haven't really talked about the new rules. What do you? What do you guys think about like the pitch clock, all that kind of stuff? I think I've come around on it. I was very skeptical. Skeptical uh, going in. I kind of didn't like. My my one thing is I I thought that it was going to like really kind of ruin some of these like more uh, dramatic moments in the playoffs and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know. I think I've kind of come around on it. I do kind of like. Just keeping the game moving and not having a guy like circle around the mound five times and all this kind of stuff. It's kind of nice. I'm I'm into it. I like it a lot. I mean, as a viewer, of course I love it because it saves, you know, what they're saying, an average 35, 30 minutes a game. As a player, though, I'd have to imagine that, you know, yeah, spring training, you probably get a little used to it, but there's no way. I mean, I just saw... <clears throat> the highlight from last night where Scherzer was fucking with the batter because you could get the timing down of like as soon as they step in the batter's box, bang, that ball could come. Like it's a, it's a mm. it can not only throw off the pitcher's rhythm as a batter, you can fuck with them, but the pitcher now can mess with the batter even more so as well. So that'll be interesting to see how like players start playing that clock because right now I think everyone's just trying to get settled and adjusted to it. it. Yeah, but that will become a thing that come playoff time could really fuck up some guy's rhythm, which would be, you know, Harper. Look at him. That guy hits every corner of the fucking home plate, hits his shoes, does everything, does a little shimmy. Like, he won't be able to do that anymore. Yeah. Well, I know, especially, too, um, that first game where Nola kind of imploded. I know, I think it was, like, Real Mewtwo after the game was kind of talking about how it was tough to, you know, kind of, like, get out of a bad jam and like settle a guy down and all this kind of stuff. Cause you don't really have any time to like compose yourself and like, right. take a deep breath. And you get, all that you get a stuff. 20, you get a 20 second mound visit as a catcher. I think. Yeah. Which like makes you think clock on that too, which mm-hmm. kind of makes you think there's going to be more of these like big innings on offense. If, or I don't, it, I don't or know if it's going to, or quick cooks. Yeah. You know, that's why I don't feel so bad when, you know, I mean, yeah, obviously when the, if the Phillies have some pretty, give up games whatever but you're, like you said you're going to have this this roster has the potential to put up 15 points or just have an explosive night but given the pitcher that they play against they have a chance to have a very dead night and it's no knock on the players that we have it's just this clock is going to be something that you're going to have to just kind of figure out how to adjust to yes like i think i'm in favor of it certainly it is going to be an adjustment i do think for for both batter and for for pitcher um, what I will say is that I'm very glad to have it because uh actually just looked up the dude from last year. He's on the Mets, Chris Bassett. Mm-hmm. That guy would take 45 seconds to deliver one pitch. 
his games, the games that he would start would generally be four or five hour games for Jeez. just, you know, you're probably five hours in exaggeration, but certainly some four hour games just for, you know, mm-hmm. a five, three game that goes nine innings. And that's agonizing. I don't mind a game going long if it's compelling, thrilling, extra inning game where teams are scoring six or seven runs each and there's a lot of action. But I think the pitch clock kind of accelerates things like a Chris Bassett that just taking his time, messing around, playing with Pitchcom, playing with himself, looking out in the outfit, doing who knows what. It yeah. just it's that going, is not going a for fun the experience. Bag, exactly, times, yeah. all this kind of stuff. Yeah. But you see, I mean, I think it was Joey Votto. Um, I know he's not playing right now. Like we didn't get the chance to see him play when he was with the Reds in Philly here, but. He doesn't leave the batter's box. So if you have a pitcher that likes to take his time, even with this oh, new yeah. count, if they stay in the batter's box, the count literally after the pitch starts 14 seconds, 13, 12. So, you know, like the guy that we have, Kimbrel or whatever, who used to do the little claw move. Oh, yeah. He can't, yeah. that's yeah. such a move. It doesn't happen. Like, yeah. Joey Votto seems like he's like made for this rule because he's like the king of like fucking with people. Oh, yeah. Should, it should have came he's out like, like 12 years earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I'm into it for right now. I like a little shave time, but it's going to be interesting. I hope they have it somewhat set up differently come playoff time because that at least, all right, if you're going to have a four and a half hour, five hour, whatever it is, a longer game, I'd rather be when, all right, well, at least there's light at the end of the tunnel. We got 180 games here. We can speed up the first. Yeah, like it's yeah. Not, I, that, yeah, that was my only thing is I do feel like maybe in the playoffs they might, I mean, I don't think they're going to like get rid of it for the playoffs or anything, but um because, you know, I mean, you do, like, want to have this, like, long, dramatic moments in the playoffs. But for, uh, you know, middle of the summer on, like, a weeknight, I don't particularly feel like sitting around for, like, four hours watching exactly. the game. Exactly. You're cooking out in the sun. Like, come on now. Yeah. If it's a like, slow I got, game. You know, I got shit to do. Like, but also, I, playoffs, there's so much money involved in that shit. The people that are selling commercials, they're not going to Yeah, that, that, that's that a good happen. point. That's yeah. ad revenue <laughs> that they're missing out on. Yeah. Let's all be real. It'll come down to the money. They're not going to do that. I think I will say, as far as some of the other rules are concerned, um, I like that there is no shift. Mm-hmm. Or I shouldn't say no shift. Teams can still shift, but there there are guidelines behind how far you can shift. I think that... And how many, I think. I don't think you can I shift. Don't know if, I don't know if there's mm-hmm. a limitation to how many, but there is a limitation to how, how far you can shift mm-hmm. and how many people you can have on one side of the bag versus the second base bag versus the other. But I think that... The Phillies come back on, what was it, Saturday. Mm-hmm. There were a couple hits that if the shift were there, they wouldn't have been hits. Yeah. So I think eliminating the shift has kind of helped. Guys are, there. there's more runners on base. The Phillies are getting a lot of guys on base. What the Phillies are doing, when they get those guys on base is running into outs. And that, that's kind of Philly specific, yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like. But. It, theoretically, the the elimination of the shift has led to more offense and should lead to more runs and more action. Yeah, I, I like that rule a lot. I like. I've always kind of hated the shift. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just like it's just boring. I just don't want to like right. see like guys get thrown out from shallow right field all game. It's also some more action. I mean, that's what baseball needs. Baseball is in no position to be stunting any more action because it was mm-hmm. getting boring for a long time i mean it is arguably it is the most boring sport so if they can do something i'm glad that they want to make a step in at least some direction of change i'm cool yeah. with that and we'll see how it shakes out and i know i mean a lot of people who are, have been critical of this stuff like their main beef is like well why are they doing so much to to make this game appealing to people who like don't like baseball and it's like well because because you want the sport to be more popular I yeah don't you know. want like, people to start to like people, it you want people <laughs> to start watching this again like maybe we should not just have the sport be like declining in popularity year after year i don't know so yeah i don't have a problem i mean i don't know and it's like another i mean it's kind of just like the whole thing with like the dh being in the nl now like that was like you know so, so many like baseball fans would just like base their whole like identity as a fan around how much they hate the DH, and it's mm-hmm. like nobody gives a shit anymore. It's like been around oh. for a year, and it's like nobody cares. Yeah, like yeah, I mean, I guess it was cool once in a while seeing a pitcher hit a home run or whatever, but it's like 
99% of the time, it's just an automatic out. And it's like, what is the point of this? Right. It's, it's, Wheeler was pretty good, though, at the plate. Wheeler oh, the, always the was Phillies, pretty yeah, good. Over the years, yeah. the Phillies have had some guys that could hit. I mean, you yeah. had the like the famous uh, Brett Myers uh, at yeah. bat in the World Oh, Series. God, against CC Sabathia yeah, yeah, right, that year. The, the NLDS, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you had Big Joe Blanton hitting a Hit dinger in the World, World Series. Series. Yeah, we had uh, Cliff Lee had a couple career yeah. home runs. His yeah. debut, he had a double. Uh, his first at bat as a Philly, he had like a double against off the, the wall. Giants. He almost, yeah, he almost yeah. hit yeah. out. Mm-hmm. That's a hard part to hit him out of. Hit a double, and he didn't wear an oven mitt. No, he was, he's yeah. a fucking yeah. pitcher. Bare That's hands. what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> the, the oven mitt thing is really funny. <laughs> like, I hope they just keep making them <laughs> bigger and bigger. Massive, just it's like see, a big foam just finger. To see how? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just number. Just, it's, they have that like. Foam finger that just says like the, the the Steve Austin like with the middle finger foam finger thing. I had dude speaking of that foam finger. I remember like years ago, uh, I was at a Flyers playoff game against the Devils, like in Jersey. Is when I was living in New York. So me and my brother took like NJ Transit to the Prudential Center to see his game. It was actually the year that they went to the Cup. Oh shit! But um, yeah, 2010. But like we're only up in like the last fucking row. Um, and there's like a fight breaks out like before the game even starts because there was this dude, there was this one, there was this one Flyers fan that had that like Steve Austin like middle finger foam finger thing and was waving it around, and then like some guy just like took it and like threw it into the section and like the guy like he didn't really he didn't get mad he didn't like yell at anybody or anything he just like calmly stood up and then just like walked over to try to get it and people started push shoving him and shit <laughs> and then it just erupted the whole thing and like security came and like kicked him and a bunch of other people out before the game hadn't even fucking started yet Puck, is it even on the ice they're like all right yeah. this is good but yeah i'm over the whole of a minute i think that's such a stupid looking thing I think that it's a bitch ass move. I mean, I get it. You know, it's a business decision when you, you go to protect sl- them fingies. When you go to slide, I get it, man. You know, but at the same time, this shit just looks corny, especially when you put it on both. The that both shit, ends. yeah. Like, come on, man. JT's out there running with two oven mitts, and it's like, ah, man, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was Trey Turner said he wears one, but he hates it. Yeah, it'd be funny if they just made like instead of just like the mitt thing, if they just made like goofy like uh, like they get like they give them like Mario gloves. Yeah, like Hulk gloves that they used to give you. Do you remember um, when uh, uh, Mario Party was at Fan sixty four and you had to do the thing? Yeah, like, on your yeah, palm yeah, and yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. He was giving people blisters. Mm-hmm. So like if you complain, like Nintendo would. I never did this, but like apparently if you like wrote to nintendo saying like i got a blister playing your stuff fucking video game they would mail you like a little mario glove <laughs> so they should yeah they should wear the mario gloves on the bases i think that'd be funny i just find it to be hysterical i guess speaking of bases the the bigger bases i haven't really noticed a whole hell of a lot of difference with that yeah i don't know I'd, like i'd have to look at the data because I, I can't really say this for sure but it kind of feels like people are stealing more bases and i don't know if that that probably has more to do with the pickoff rule yeah not being bases. able to throw over as much but, You're right. like i do kind of like that because it's like um you know i mean that was kind of like a a big uh money ball thing that like stealing bases is stupid and it's not worth doing um you know which is like you not know, statistically doing. correct or whatever, right. but it's kind of nice to like try to make make that part of the game again because yeah. like stolen bases are fun. Like it's exciting seeing a guy like take off. And I think they have said that there out. are more stolen bases. So, but we're only you know it's we're very two weeks episode. in, three yeah. weeks exactly. in. So like yeah. you know everyone's all pumped up and excited. You know, yeah, it's wise to steal a base for some people. If, if JT happens to be the guy that you're stealing on, maybe you might want to make a business decision and keep your upper mitts at first base and not not go for it. <laughs> Yeah, I think probably as Phillies fans, we haven't noticed it as much because the Phillies haven't run a whole lot and teams have tried to run on JT. And even with the bigger bases, guys are still getting gunned down. Just best catcher in baseball, man. Three inches, right? So it's not. I don't, I don't, yeah. you know. I mean, a lot I mean, of those plays are really fucking close. The three inches can make a difference. Yeah, I think that the, they always say it's a game of inches. I think that. Over time, it is going to make a significant difference, but a couple weeks into the season, it's just too hard to attribute it to attribute higher stolen base numbers to just larger bases. I'm excited to see this team steal more, though. I mean, we have a fast between Trey Turner, even Bryce yeah, Stotts. Quick, like you know, we got JT steals some bases for a catcher. Yeah, he, he didn't get caught. All he got caught the last game of the season last year. Mm-hmm. Stole like 20 bases and didn't get caught as a catcher. Well, I feel like as a catcher, though, especially him, like he might know. 
I mean, I don't know, obviously, it's got the you can see, but maybe mm-hmm. he can kind of tell, like, all right, this guy definitely can't fucking hit me. Like, I'm good to go. Like, I always feel like the guys that's, that do the squat like he does, no knees on the ground, like the little, you know, ass over ankles, yeah, is yeah. the more dominant catcher position. The guys He's that keep so that one leg. To get up. Yeah, yeah, the guys that yeah, keep the like leg pop popped out. Or whatever is just, like, insane. Yeah, I feel like you don't really have the same oomph when you have that leg kicked out. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. Whatever he's doing, he's got it down, yeah. So, um, I don't know, should we, uh, I guess that's about all for the fills. I don't think there's too much else to go over. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, um, I guess a couple people might be coming back soon. Andrew Painter just started throwing. He'll, I mean, he'll, I'm sure he'll just start out in the minors for a bit. And then Ranger Suarez is throwing, I think, like three bullpens now. They're saying mm-hmm. he looks pretty good. He'll probably going to start a a minor league uh, rehab stint a little bit. Um, the, the I guess I guess one thing that was kind of interesting is uh, fucking Matt Strom looks pretty bring that fucking up. good as a starter. Yeah, he's probably staying in the the. Uh, he's probably going to stay in the rotation. Yeah, which then you add, um, you know, you add Ranger to that. You add potentially add uh, Andrew Painter to that. All of a sudden, that's looking like a fucking great rotation. Yeah, yeah. he got Wheeler. He got Nola. He got those guys coming in. The guy that pitched. Um, Saturday though was ass. I mean, it was only one nothing for like the whole game. Oh, was it oh, Falter? Falter? Yeah, he was I, okay. But, but I will yeah. say he's the weak link. They, yeah, they lucked out. The it pen. was only one nothing for the longest time because he gave up so many big hits and put a lot of guys on base. Yeah, it was just not you know any given moment they that could have popped off for the Reds. So I that guy I'm still. Still iffy on. I don't. I don't trust that guy as yeah. a pitcher. And the Reds aren't even that good. I feel like if that guy pitched against Texas. It'd have been game over. Yeah, I think Falter is probably your sixth or your seventh starter. Which obviously, if you have Wheeler, mm-hmm. Nola, Suarez, Painter, Strom, yeah, he probably slides in behind all those guys. So you'll need him. Yeah, but it could I be think, like a, a long your long guy out of the pen. But that was yeah, a yeah. shot to prove that okay, yeah, I could like maybe move up the depth chart. But mm-mm. yeah, I'd keep him. I'd keep him down there for a long time. Bullpen's been pretty good. I mean, I guess, I mean, aside from a couple games here there, but, like, Jose Alvarado's got, like, the it's best insane. numbers in the league. Love him. Yeah, he just looks unhittable. It's pretty wild. And, like, it wasn't that long ago that he was, like, kind of, like, all over it the place. It was a year ago. Just, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was really, like, through last season where he really came around and, like, the yeah, now he looks on like that he's guy, one of the best though. in the I mean, game. Yeah, I think before, like, his velocity's always been there. I remember reading something that uh, Matt Gelb wrote covers the team for the athletic about how they essentially sent him down to the minors to tell him like listen man you throw really hard don't try to throw the ball straight just throw it your pitches have so much natural movement just throw it and see what happens and i think that's what he's done and he hasn't really focused too hard on like throwing to a particular spot so much as just getting the ball there and letting his movement and his velo just do do what they've done. You gotta believe half that shit though is having. I mean, you're thrown to the best catcher in baseball too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got JT behind the plate. You gotta instantly feel way more confident in in your pitches going. Yeah, you even can, if he's giving you a ballpark spot, you know, you know that he can catch that 101 mile hour ball, even if it's a little off. Yeah, Nothing you, gets by that guy. You don't have to worry about him missing a ball in the dirt. He's mm-hmm. excellent at framing pitches if mm-hmm. something is borderline. And at 101, you frame that a little bit. Better than most guys do. That is a strike as opposed to a bar or whatever else. If you got Angel Hernandez back there. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, was that... Um... Hold up. What about Castellanos getting ejected last night? Uh, that I was saw funny. that. For... I... Dude, the umpires, I swear to God, they just get softer every year. It's awful. They get softer if it and wasn't softer. The, if it wasn't Citizens Bank, there would have been a large asshole chant going. But I feel like they don't really do that there. All the time. Also, the game was out of hand. But people were booing. Yeah, it wasn't, if it was like a pivotal point in the game. He also like, delayed the game. Really did you see what he did after that? He kicked out Castellanos. For, oh, he like waited until he left the Supposedly like out. putting dirt on the home plate or whatever it was that he yeah. did. He, he was like so marked, inconsequential he like what he did. The yeah. the he cleaned, was, and he was correct, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah he, was was right. he was right. But if the big screen did the replay, you'd all be able to see it even better. But they didn't do that shit. The ump cleaned the, bait, cleaned the home plate off. Everyone's booing the shit out of him, and then they, he stood they didn't there. Show the replay his, on the no. When they were just showing tasty cake ads and stuff. Nothing. They're just the players, the next <laughs> players, ass, the next batter's card. <laughs> weird. Ump took his mask off and just stood there, 
like he's gladiator or you're not entertained type of shit. I was like, oh man, the place oh, were, it was bad. Ump show, I man. Hate those guys. There's no clock Bring on Bring on the robot umps. Yo, one of my coworkers, they went to a uh, minor league game in Louisville, and they said they were going to see the robo umps. They went this past weekend, but I'm interested to hear what that was like, and we'll have probably some. Is that something they're feedback. rolling out in the minor leagues? I didn't even Apparently. know. Apparently, yeah, like, they don't have legs. Certain. Uh, <laughs> Like, like lower. My understanding is they still have a human ump behind home plate to verify some of the calls. So they got the to, robot. To they got the sure. catcher. The robot. Yeah, they, probably, <laughs> they gotta get those those like MIT like robot dogs. You know what I'm talking about? You seen those things? <laughs> yeah. They have the like ro- guns attached to them. The robot. The ump. Like, did you see yeah. that shit? I don't know. The, the like robot dogs. <laughs> it's gonna like replace the whole police force in ten years. Yeah. <laughs> Just be robot dogs with guns. But yeah, I'll be interested to hear what her report is about the robo umps and might have some interesting feedback to share. That should also it was like it's fourteen to two. Like we're all trying to get home. Well, why are we kicking people out here? Right. Like, yeah, let's just just like go. Suck, yeah. yeah. Oh my god. It's like yeah. who the hell cares? Right. It's just, I just don't understand how you can have like a job like that and be that sensitive. It's like, dude, they're you're that's that little dick energy right there. He's like, you know what? So these aren't little leaguers. You don't have to. Right. Like, you're not there. To, you're not there to like teach them a lesson about being nice or whatever. Like, Our show, <laughs> it's Castellanos. My man strikes out all the time. Like it's okay. Let the man fucking point to the ball and let him go on with his life. Yeah, there's so much wrong with that, but uh, whatever, man. The, the ump show will go on and. Uh, we as fans will have to endure, I suppose. Yeah. So I guess we can touch on the birds here for a, a brief moment. Not too much going on, but the draft is coming up. Just about uh, two weeks, April twenty seventh. Uh, it seems like all the all the conversations pretty much just been either about uh, the possibility of maybe getting Jalen Carter or some of the people that are on board. The uh, let's just fuck it and draft Bijan at number 10 um yeah I don't know if uh I, I mean I think if, if Carter's there at 10 I, I can't imagine they could possibly be uh picking anybody else I mean they've pretty much assured him that too like he's yeah. he only went he to, hasn't visited any teams right. that have a so you know that the 10. Eagles must have assured him like if you're there we're taking you right I and mean like, if he's I'd in- be ecstatic I mean as much as like I don't know we were kind of we were talking about this this weekend all of the like you know, did he maybe? Uh, I think there, it's quasi a responsible for killing a guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, I don't know. I mean, yeah, all that other stuff aside, as a player, generational talent for sure. Top ten, you have a chance to bolster up that D line. Yeah. But if you don't get him, let's say someone else picks him, because the odds of him going before ten is fairly large. Yeah, I think the Seahawks have a good chance of getting them. Yeah, I think he had a visit with them earlier this week. Yeah. Or maybe might have been today. I have no idea. I saw something about that. And yeah. they've lost you know, their main D lineman throughout the years. And they haven't really fulfilled that hole. I mean, they've filled in the back end, maybe some young linebackers as well. But they haven't replaced uh, you know, guys like Frank Clark and things like that. Like mm-hmm. those, those holes They are, need a D lineman over there. Especially in that division, too. You know, you have a pretty solid... Um, a lot of great offenses to go up against in the NFC West, um, just in terms of speed and things like that. But if he's there, I think it's a definite take. If not, it's still up in the air. I don't really know what they do. I mean, you go against everything that the Eagles have ever done. They've never, I mean, they haven't in recent history picked a running back before the second round. At the same time, though, you put Bijan, the fuck it moment could be, all right, we typically build teams in the trenches you pick Bijan now, and now other defenses have to play against Hertz, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Goddard, and Bijan. That's a tough. That's a that's a stacked ass offense with yeah. a pretty much the same O line that you had last year. Yeah. I mean, I guess where I come through is like, do I think that uh, drafting Bijan number ten would be a, a good use of draft capital? No, but. Am I going to be mad about it? Absolutely not. <laughs> like, I'm going to be excited <laughs> yeah. if they get him. Yeah, I think. We talked about it before, but the way to to really sustain success in the NFL these days is to build a really strong offense. You have uh, a playmaker like him at running back, two of the best receivers in the NFL, the best quarterback in the NFC, a top five tight end, Mm -hmm. a top, the best offensive line for at least the next couple of years. Yeah, you're going to sustain success. But I do think, or I should say, I don't really think that 
that that's what they do just because history has never really said that that's what the Eagles are going to do. I think there is a good chance that they do draft Jalen Carter. What I don't really lend credence to and what I'm curious how you guys feel is this talk that, yeah, the Eagles will ask Jordan Davis and Nicobe Dean what they think of Jalen Carter. How are you going to ask a 21 or 22-year-old, yeah, like, what, what do you think of this guy? Of course they're going to be like, yeah, that's my man. You should draft him. They aren't going to be honest and say, yeah, I think he killed that man. Or I was responsible uh, yeah, that. I mean, that, or you're going to give a little more credit. I mean, there's two trains of thought. You could be like, yeah, they're young and immature. At the same time, though, it is a business decision to them because they're not only in jeopardizing, you know, that's a huge task also for Howie Roseman. You're telling me this guy's one job is to build teams, and you're going to rely on intel from 20-year-olds. That's a little tough for me just because they're teammates. At the same time, though, yeah, I mean, there's a reason why they brought those two guys in here because they have good heads on their shoulders. If they can say, Mm -hmm. listen, we've known this guy for a little bit. He got caught up wrong place, wrong time type of deal. It's worth it, I guess. I suppose. For a guy that can play with familiarity, you know, you're going to lose Cox next year. You got Jordan Davis now with Carter and Dean behind him. You pretty much have that defense that won a championship there. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Georgia thing, like, from a football standpoint, it would be really cool and it would make a lot of sense. It just, I wouldn't base whether, and I don't think they're going to do this, but I wouldn't base whether or not you draft this guy predominantly on what two of his college teammates say. I think the Eagles have scouts. They have, um, what's this guy's name, Dom DeSandre, the head of security. Seems really plugged into everything. I think gonna... they'll rely on a lot of different sources, yeah. but uh, I would hope that what Nicobe Dean and uh, Jordan Davis think of Jalen Carter is one of the lowest things that they use to base their judgment off of. They don't typically draft toxic locker room guys, and if they truly feel that this guy isn't... I mean, the fact that they brought this guy in on a visit says a lot there. They, they know what they want to do now. Hmm. Who was the last toxic locker room guy we drafted? Throw the asshole into the mix. Uh, now, not drafted. I mean, well, probably Riley Cooper. Oh, that is yeah, true. That's, <laughs> like, yeah, that's, never mind. that's a little problem there. Yeah. <laughs> don't bring don't bring a guy. I was like trying that to think in. of the guy who. Um, I don't think he was like a locker room problem, or whatever. But like, I can't remember his fucking name. He was like a wide receiver that was like a Chip Kelly guy. Um, who Doral like got, Green Beckham. No, the guy who like got caught with a gun on the bench. Josh Franklin. Huff. Yeah, Huff. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, he was a like, decent returner, though. Yeah, yeah. he's pretty. Yeah, he returner. was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Not not a great like wide receiver, but yeah, he was good in the. Um, or got to travel with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not <laughs> a guy you want to be driving guys, across the bridge with. It's always <laughs> funny Jersey. when people like are either crossing so like a, especially like Jersey, notoriously strict gun law place. You're driving with a gun there. Nigel Bradham before, like, hopping on a plane with a gun in his pocket. Like, these are things I I check my phone in my pocket 30 (laughs) times in line. I'm like, did I drop my phone in the last 10 feet that I walked in the airport? No. He's like, oh, I forgot to have my gun. I'm like, what do you mean? Get to TSA and just be like, oh, shit, that's a gun. I've never had that amount of confidence in anything in life to be like, maybe they won't find this. Like, I could walk in the airport with this Glock and be like, you know what? They'll be all right. Maybe I'm just going to, yeah, I'm just going to walk in. I'm just going to walk in here and walk around like I own the place. They're going to let me on that plane. They'll never notice anything. I'm like, man, there's signs everywhere. You can't even like, yeah, there's, there's clearly signs that say you're not supposed to have a gun in the airport. Right. But yeah, I think, you know, also if we don't get Carter, I'm not mad about it. I didn't really have him at anything. I mean, there's no, I mean, there's, I don't think there's any like, person they're gonna pick at 10 that i'm gonna be like oh fuck this sucks like i wouldn't mind porter a, i mean i guess the other thing to like keep in perspective is that like this is like a gift that we have yeah, a 10th pick it's a free 10th yeah, we pick. probably gonna have the 10th pick in a draft yeah like we like aren't, hopefully like we, we aren't like supposed to have this there's pick. a large like, chance too that we that we trade that down to like 12 to 15 there's a good yeah. there's a good chance that we get like you know a, if there's not like a home run guy there yeah if there's like because they kind of so. locked in the secondary with a bunch of young guys this yeah. off season I mean a couple prove it deals couple whatever but the cap expands you know expands like next year I could also see the way the Titans are moving now obviously a couple weeks ago I said maybe we trade the tenth pick for yeah, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Simmons yeah. deal that changed but now my head more is maybe that thirtieth draft pick we get a little Derrick Henry trade coming in here. If you don't get Bijan, 
because we don't draft running backs anyway. You either we, what two years in a row of uh, how he trading a first round pick for a Titans player. Well, I mean, obviously that would be weird for sure, but at the same I mean, time. Uh, Titans are cleaning house. They have a running back. Yeah, that, they fired their GM. We've probably got some dumbass rookie GM in there. Take advantage of them. That's all I'm saying. And the Titans, too. Like, you know, Derrick Henry, for sure, only has a year or two left. Not as a really, quote-unquote, King Henry anymore because he's not going to run that way. But against this O-line, you put Derrick Henry yeah, back there. he's not going to need to run like Yeah, I mean, you don't need to have him running, like, three downs like the Titans I'm just did. saying it's not worth the 10th pick to send it for a young guy like Bijan. But if you can get a savvy vet that's – the strongest running back in football right now against that behind that O-line. It's interesting Damn. to consider, yeah. And he'd be the one pushing Hurts to get across that one yard and get that touchdown. I mean, that's a pretty good move. Yeah, Hurts would not need to be relied on for a lot of the, as many of those either. No. Which would be the other cool thing Just about it. Just an intriguing thing to think about. I mean, how he's going to do something crazy this draft? I already, there's two picks that we have, a yeah. top 10 for no reason and number 30. We were in the Super Bowl last year. Like, he's going to do something that we're not, you know, there's no way I mean, he doesn't. Did anyone expect us to get A.J. Brown last year? Saying. No. So To get A.J. Brown last year and then get into the Super Bowl and replace that pick twice over damn near, that's imp- <laughs> Wow. Howard Rose is a wizard, and no doubt he'll do some wizardry shit again this year. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, I'm pretty calm. It's, it's like, it's like weird having this much like faith in a GM. Like, I've never, like, I don't, there's never, I can't remember the last time where I was like, yeah, this guy's got us. We're good. Like, I've always just been like, this guy's gonna fuck it up. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's always like that. And like, I mean, I felt that way about, we've all felt that way about Harry I, for the longest yeah, time. Like, yeah. this guy's yeah. an idiot. He's an absolute and idiot. Like, finally, he's just all of a sudden, there's like a fucking genius. He just stumbled upon the SEC. He's like, holy shit, it's a whole new world <laughs> over here. What is this? Yeah, yeah he was I watching mean, USC, he <laughs> was watching Pac 12 games, mm-hmm. staying up all late. Just like, bro, you had all these killer players in the SEC right here. Right, this whole time. We'll see. I like Osiris Torrance, too, that O-lineman from Florida. That guy could be a, a game-changer as well. Uh, I could st- really see the Eagles going O-line. Yeah. As, as, but the 30th pick is a solid. Yeah. 30th pick has like, O-line. I don't know how many more years Lane Johnson's going to play. Like, he said two, and they, they, ex- they restructured his contract for three. Right. Um, Kelsey's year the year. He's. De- I mean, I think if they somehow get back to the – not somehow, but if they do get back to the Super Bowl next year – Win or lose, I don't see him coming back. Plus, Cam Jurgensen's got to start at some point. So, like, that'd be a waste of a pick if you wait till three, four years. Yeah. You got to get that guy going. I mean, he could be guard for sure. I think Fletcher Cox alluded to that in an interview this week that, like, he's excited to go up against Jurgensen as a guard in uh, training camp. Oh, he said that? Yeah, which will be okay. good for Ger- Jurgensen to go up against these big guys and, you know, at least test it out against guys like Cox and Jordan Davis. But, at the same time, you got this guy as Kelsey's replacement. I think Kelsey's got this has got to be his last year. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, I'm kind of expecting it to be. Yeah. I, I, I ex, I've expected every year to be his last year for the last three years. But he's a walking Hall of Famer. I mean, it's not yeah. many, not many years. I mean, he he's a better shape than Peters was because when we kept talking about like, oh, Peters, this is his last oh, year. Peters it was like he needs hurt to every go. damn year. Mm-hmm. But as a guy that touches the ball every play, he's still in phenomenal shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should probably move on to the the Sixers now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, MVP looks like Embiid's just about got it locked up. Like I don't want to, I don't want to jinx it or anything. But uh, I think at this point it'd be pretty shocking if he didn't win. I'd be shocked. I'm ready to get shocked. The uh, I mean, the gambling odds are like completely just on off the charts in favor of him. I was really, you know, going back to that, uh, that game against Boston, that was really like the final nail in the coffin. That was a hundred percent. Dude. Yeah. He was off the chain in that game, man. Like for him to go 20 of 25 from the field. I thought when I, I looked at the box score later at night and I thought he went 20 of 25 from the free throw line. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, yeah. he went 20 of 25 yeah. from the field and it wasn't like these were all layups. Yeah, yeah his mid range yeah. shooting was it insane. It was just mid range yeah. after mid range. Sure, there were some dunks and some layups in there, but so many of these jumpers were mid range over double teams, couple threes, a turnaround, a, a, the one where he had 
He fakes at the three-point line, dribbles into the lane, snake dribbles into the lane, gets fouled from behind, and makes the free-throw line jumper. I was just like, damn, that's some Kobe or MJ type stuff. But uh, From a seven-foot center. We needed every point because the Sixers really just yeah. threw up all over themselves in the last two minutes of that game. Yeah. But because he willed us to victory and had 52 As- points, that was really... I think I said a couple of weeks ago, I thought that the MVP was going to come down to the last couple of weeks of the season. Yeah, needed like and that a was statement it. game like yeah. that. Meanwhile, that same night, Jokic put up 14 uh, points, yeah, committed eight turnovers, mm-hmm. and lost to a tanking team. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks at this point, the way that these votes are coming in, it looks like it might be uh, Embiid, Giannis, and then Jokic. Which I respect. Which kind of makes sense. I mean, yeah, I mean it... Giannis has kind of like flown under the radar a little bit, but he is like having a really amazing year. Yeah, best player on the best team. Um, I don't really think Giannis has been spectacular the same way Embiid has, or I dare say the same way Jokic has been, but that he is the best player on the best team, along with Jokic's defensive shortcomings, along with the fact that Jokic has won two years in a row already. He's lost that fire. I could kind of see all of those pointing to Giannis being second and Jokic being third. Yeah, for, for, I even saw on that that Google Doc that's been going around. Yeah, the, yeah. I mean, I even saw like I like I was expecting some of like the Ringer people to be like the the Jokic people because no, they're usually yeah. But, yeah the the Ringer guys are all like on Embiid. It's like damn, we even got the fucking Ringer guys. Yeah, if Bill Simmons and Rosillo are know, saying yeah, if the Ringer if the Ringer is in for Embiid, then it's fucking over. Yeah. But yeah, so then, um, you know, Saturday, playoffs start. Uh, how are we feeling about Sixers-Nets? So what I will say is, damn, I wish Ben Simmons was playing. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine that? Yeah. be perfect. Like, yeah, like. Especially that first game in Philly. I would start hacking him uh, right away as soon as you were yeah, in the penalty. first quarter. First mm-hmm. quarter. Yeah. We're at five team fouls. Just go after Ben. Let's Let's see him earn it at the line in front of this crowd. I would lose my shit, man. But Ben Simmons aside, I think that uh, I wouldn't be at all surprised if the Nets win on Saturday. First, it's the opening game of the entire playoffs. It's an upstart underdog team coming up against a team that's had its shortcomings. Players, a coach that have had their shortcomings. I could see the Nets winning game one anyway. Uh, I do think that this series probably goes five, maybe six games. I'll, I'll say Sixers and six. Yeah, I think I, I think I'm leaning towards Sixers and five. I think they drop one game somewhere. Um, but yeah, I just don't, I just don't see anything out of the Nets that's gonna. I mean, I don't know famous last words, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't really see anything that they have that's gonna give us that much trouble. I'm gonna call a sweep. Oh, right. I'm gonna call a sweep. Just because I, I feel like though, you know, we I haven't mean, had like a, a we I mean, we've made it like past the first round in the past few years, but I don't think any of them have been sweeps. No, have they? no. they've always had one give they up. Always game. Have the Sixers one. haven't swept anyone in the Embiid era. I don't think. Yeah, even going back to like uh, the last time we played the Nets and the, and the I think yeah, they is, won that first game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's probably their best bet though to get a sweep, just because. Brooklyn, you know, I would say that's the best a outcome. Yeah, decent team, but I, no, I'm saying it's their best chances to get a sweep. Dude. I think in recent, yeah, it's a, it's yeah. a young team. They played like there's no real identity. They're and, all, they're like a yeah. their offense is ass, they've lost, dude. Compared to how they've started, they're a completely to where different they are, team. Yeah, I think in the NBA as a whole, like this is the probably most changed team for the worse in the NBA playoffs. Oh, like, for sure. You know, they yeah. haven't added anybody. Like, they got Mikel Bridges, which is great and all that. But, like, compared to where they were specifically at the start with KD, Kyrie, Hart, like, you know, that's just kind of crazy to be here now where they have nobody. But I think they get, in a perfect world, they would get the job done, have a nice little sweep, and let's yeah, go get be nice for a change. Yeah. Get some rest, hopefully... I mean, have, arguably, have a series where Embiid doesn't get his face broken. I mean, he's coming into the playoffs though healthier than he was last year, and yeah. the team as a whole is gelling a lot better because he was a little jammed up. He had that little knee issue that was lingering here and there. 
Yeah, and then got then his he had face, the broken, face broken, you know, up, torn ligaments in his thumb. All that happened in, in a two game span. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah, he's got to make sure. Like we, like we said, like we said before, he's got to make sure that uh, MB doesn't come down down with uh, bubonic plague. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it has, it has yeah. to get his be, leg amputated. Yeah, no, it'll be uh, you know instead of instead of coming out with the face mask, it'll be like uh, Joel Embiid is playing yeah. with uh, leeches attached. He's the one guy <laughs> that he's the one guy that drank the tap body water that leeches. Yeah. But I feel like it could be, it could, it could happen. I'll put my money on it right now. It's a good sweep this weekend. Yeah, I think, I think the Nets can give us a little trouble. Um, they've got a long, a bunch of a long wings that can play defense. That if Harden isn't healthy, they're going to test him. If Maxi isn't up for it, they're going to test him. But ultimately, no one on the Nets is stopping him. Be Nick Claxton, mm-hmm. yeah, great player, it. probably being all defensive selection, but it's uh, too skinny. Too short. Embiid's too crafty. It may come down to Embiid having to average thirty-five to forty points a game, but I think not the a, series is over in five or six. I'm task. saying six games. Not a tall task with a back-to-back uh, scoring champ. Who yeah, the he first basically person to averaged thirty-three. Harden. Yeah, he averaged thirty-three points mm-hmm. a game in the regular season. Yeah, yeah, I think they, uh, I think they got it done pretty, pretty decisively. So, um, Pat, I hear you have a uh, yard sale coming up. Yeah. You're, selling, you're selling some wares. I guess it's more of a stoop sale. We don't really have stoop. a yard. Oh, but yeah, we got yeah, we got a yard sale coming up Saturday. Um, I, we were walk. I, I don't know. We, were, we walked out of the basement the one time. I'm like, we just have so much shit down here for no reason. We got multiple air mattresses. We got tables. We got extra things just in case we need to pull stuff out, which never happens. Got an old Gatorade jug. Like the old ones used to have, like when you're playing. Oh, like, like when you, you throw you know, it on the coach. Soccer, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. I might like, be interested in the table actually. If you got a table, plenty of poker. We have like four poker sets. I'm like, we don't even. <laughs> I, I'm the only one else to play poker in the house, so no one else has to do this shit. I haven't anyway. played poker in years. Uh, so we got all kind of cool stuff like that to get out, but it got me thinking. Like, all right, and us thinking, what's our, what's our best pickup we ever got at a flea market yard sale, things like that. So I got a couple. So. uh Thrift store, I went to, this was probably 15 years ago, I went to Red, White, and Blue Thrift Store in Berlin mm-hmm. on Route 73. Y'all been there? You been Jen, there? That love place, Red, White, and Blue. That place is live, Oh my yo. God, it's so good. I, yo, that is mm-hmm. one of the best thrift stores I've ever been Especially to. Especially when you get there on the great days where it's like, all right, red and green tags are half off. Bang, you're looking around all kind of shit. Yeah, so I got... This was, I think I was 20. How old am I now? 33? Yeah, this was this was almost 15 years ago. But I went there, got a pair of Tims. Brown Tims. 18 bucks for the pair. Almost brand new. I still wear them to this day. They've mm-hmm. withstood the test of times. <laughs> they probably should have cost me 140 bucks. Yeah, I remember used to going to like Village Thrift and getting, uh, uh, just like looking for like, discarded uh like employee uniforms and shit, <laughs> which you could always find that shit yeah. there like i i nabbed like a mr softy like polo <laughs> shirt there one time it was pretty sick but yeah there's like always just like shirts there that are just like shit that just has like name like frank on it yeah <laughs> like shit there's, you can always just get like, all that. there's always like an old bowling league that clearly everybody either died or they canceled the league because there's oh, always like yeah. five bowling jackets it's just a like bowling frank, jacket Bob, that like Jim, has Joe. like like cigarette burns yeah. in it yeah. <laughs> and shit I love that. I'm always like, do I need this? Do I have enough people to play that we could all use these? Because they're only two bucks a pop. You know, it's always funny to see like the ex Eagles jerseys that are down there too. Like they're cheap, that are real nice yeah. looking. But yeah, I got a Shane Victorino jersey there once mm-hmm. while he was still playing for the Phillies. Damn, at Village Thrift. Um, but yeah, Trevor, you mentioned the old employee shirts. I remember this was I was probably 13 or 14. Went to Village Thrift. Got an olive jacket like uh, uh, it was. It was the same material that they make Leatherman college jackets from. Mm-hmm. It was an Olive Garden jacket. It had the name Chuck on it. <laughs> Chuck had a Leatherman from Olive Garden, so Damn. I bought it and then like started wearing it to school. People legitimately thought my name is Chuck. They'd be like, "Chuck, you work at Olive Garden." <laughs> Just, Neither of those things are true. Actually, like, I've seen you there. Like, no, what? It's impossible. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Those Tims were one, and then uh, the other was 
a flea market find. I want to say it's the Berlin Mart. Berlin. It's the Berlin Mart or Pensacola Mart. Mm -hmm. I got my family. I shouldn't say I got. I was four. My family got a (laughs) Sega Genesis with Sonic the Hedgehog at one of the marts. And uh, that changed my life. Got me into video games. Became a huge nerd. Started playing video games all the time. Joined a video game cover band. Made a bunch of friends. All because I got a Sega Genesis at the flea market. At the the Berlin Mart. Or Pensacola Mart, Cinnamons, and whatever. Wherever the hell it was. But uh, I would say those are my my two biggest purchases. What about y'all? Yeah, I can't remember any like really significant shit that I've gotten at a flea market. I don't know. There's, I mean, I've been to the Berlin Mart like a million times growing up, but like I can't. Nothing really stands out. I'm sure you got some chicken from the Amish people. Oh yeah, I'm that sure, chicken's yeah, yeah. banging. Mm-hmm. The uh, yeah, I love like the the indoor portion where it's just like there's that like they have that like seafood place. So like the entire indoor flea market just smells like yeah. fucking fish. Typically, I mean, I love thrifting, flea markets. I could spend all day there. Yeah. I hate shopping normally, but Great that shit, I'm like, oh, damn. Sure, you never man. know what you're going to find. It always has a weird smell to it. People are always looking a little weird sometimes, walking around, looking at shit. You know what I mean? But kitchen goods, always can find good cast iron pans at this place. A good steam pot. That's on my next target list. Is True. It's a good steam pot there. Because if people buy them once, they do like a clam bake at home. Then they're like, damn, this takes up too much space. So that's when we go in there. Camping gear. Mm-hmm. Great good shirts. Good denim shirts. Especially when it gets cooler out. Shit like that. But uh, I love it. Yeah, Pensacola and Mars not around anymore. They closed that like years nah. ago. Mm-hmm. They had like... In Palmyra, they had a flea market that was kind of like it. But they that closed down a few years ago as well. Because... You could go to the Palmyra Mart. You could get some bootleg shit and like oh, some jailbroken yeah. like phones and tablets and stuff. I remember going there with my dad a couple times. But uh, if you go to a flea market there. though, and there's a little Amish kid cooking up some food, the Amish kid rocking right the spot. Air Force Ones in mm-hmm. his Amish garb. <laughs> if there's no Amish kids that are like ten years old slinging your food in the, on the grill, you know it's not a good market. That's the real deal right there. Yeah, that was one of my favorite things about mm-hmm, yeah. the Berlin they're, they're running the cash register. They're running the grill. I'm like, where are you? What, yeah. This where, Amish where kid's I? on a smartphone rocking Air Force Ones <laughs> and his, his Amish garb. Yeah. It's, like, it's something wrong with this, but okay. Yeah, illegal child labor is the mark of a good flea market for sure. <laughs> Some Amish people, though, they don't give a fuck. They do what they want. Yeah, look, they have their own rules. So mm-hmm. they, can, <laughs> they can have their kids work uh, 80 hours a week or whatever. Yeah, they were there. I mean, there's not many rules at these places. I remember going to the Berlin Mart. This was probably like five to seven years ago. They were selling swords. I'm not talking <laughs> toy swords, yeah, plastic like swords. Sword swords. I'm talking like <laughs> scimitars and like broadswords, katanas. katanas. And like, I'm pretty sure I Rapiers. saw people selling guns. Uh, I think they were real guns, but uh, yeah, they might have been airsoft guns. And they like you could definitely they, they, guns if they too. were airsoft guns, they know. looked very too. real. I be, mean, yeah, yeah, there could be just guys selling fucking AKs out of their trunk. <laughs> they, they weren't AKs, but they they weren't they weren't Nerf guns. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They look pretty real to me, but um, when you're at one of these marts, anything goes. Yeah, I also love to the uh, the. At Berlin Mart, there was always like one or two little like stands, uh, like out in like the outdoor area where there's like people who clearly there's just like selling like porn mags. Yeah, because they have like the <laughs> instead of just like an open area, it's like they have the little like blue like tent and stuff. <laughs> and like you know, like you're not supposed. To, as like a kid, you're like, oh yeah, I'm not supposed to go in there. Yeah. Why is page twenty two to twenty eight stuck? I can't get these things open. <laughs> <over here. laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I think I got like. Me and my dad got like golf clubs at the Berlin Mart once. Good thing for that, if you know. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. Bunch of stuff. I remember, like, I mean, well, I just remember, like, being as a kid, it was always just a place to get, like, weird, like, toys, like, yeah. like knockoff Power Rangers yeah. shit. And, um, yeah, that kind of stuff is always good. Yeah, we get knockoff Hot Wheels, I think. Mm-hmm. You yeah, could buy yeah. a case of, like, Knock off Hot Wheels. You could always, the best is like just you could always like spot from like a mile away like which places had like the toys because they'd just oh, yeah. be like a bunch of bright colors coming yeah. from this one spot. And a yeah, wall, yeah, just a stack of shit. 
Is the Burl is the, is the Burl Mart still around? I think yeah. that one is, right? Yeah, yeah. My parents were actually just talking about going there soon. I might go with them actually. Yeah, it's I like kind of want to check that out point, again. I haven't been there in forever. Go get go get some banging chicken and walk around and sample the wares. Yeah, yeah that sounds awesome. But uh, suppose well, yeah, we've got the FDR Mart to check out. The uh, where's that? The Asian, Asian Mart at FDR. Yeah. Oh, the FDR. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I haven't good. been there. The first yet. weekend was what last. Was it last two weekend? weekends ago? Two, just ago. two weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, I used to go there years ago. Is it just food? Food. food. They got like, other, it is like they an open like market where they trinkets. got vendors. Yeah, trinkets. Yeah, it's kind of a flea market. A lot oh, of food. A lot of if food. If you ever go to FDR, like, you've probably been to FDR on a Saturday when it was open and you just smelled banging ass smoked and grilled meats. figured it was someone grilling something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, was, it was probably the flea market. Damn. A lot of fried it's, food, but it's, it's always popping. A lot of real good food. Mm-hmm. But we'll have to check that out. Maybe we'll do a live podcast there. Yeah, yeah. you'll have to pod from uh, un- pod from under ninety five. Yeah, and you're like the skate park. Damn. Well, I think that just about does it. We're at an hour here. Um, all right, so we will be back next week at some point. Um, yeah, Sixers playoffs will have started, so we'll be going over that. The Phillies keep rolling. And uh, yeah, have a better indication of maybe what the Eagles how are likely doing. yeah how yeah. likely Eagles are to draft Jalen Carter. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see how much more in in the lead Embiid is as far as MVP. And uh, one step closer to a sweep. Yeah, yeah we'll have right. a few games under our belt by this time next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess where they play Saturday, and then would they play again? I would assume they'll play Saturday, Monday. Maybe, maybe Wednesday. I mean, it's a close enough travel day, too. It's not like they got to go coast to coast. Yeah, yeah they might just play do every day. day cause it's, yeah. We'll see, but we'll have at least two or three games in by the mm-hmm. next time we record. Yeah, we'll have some shit to talk about. All right, well, from all of us here, uh, good morning, good afternoon, good night. Peace. See you guys.